Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. We worship you. We thank you, Lord, that you would have us to be able to have this liberty to just to be able to lift our hands, to humble our hearts and to honor you and your presence. How sweet your presence is. Father, right now, Lord, as we sense in our spirit that you're shifting gears, that you're going to do something in somebody's life tonight, at least three people, Lord, we're going to follow the leadership of the Lord. We're going to let you be God. So whatever you would have, Lord, give us the ability to hear and receive this word. Let us be able to yield to this word and let us make the response that would please you and that would bring us to that next level in you. Or we ask you in Jesus name, let it be. Hallelujah. I hear the spirit of the Lord say, some of you, somebody here, you need to come to the cave of Christ. See, the cave of Christ is that empty tomb. You need to see afresh <laughs> the seed of Christ did bloom. You need to see that death tried to hold, but God said no more because my gospel has to be told. You and I need to look, look down deep, and as we open up our heart, God will give us the seed. The seed will plant God's will and God's plan in and through our lives and where the enemy will never be able to stand. Amen. Hallelujah. We've got to be in that place tonight. Now listen, God's wanting to work on at least three people here. God wants to show us how to destroy, uh, destroy a depressive spirit. How to destroy a depressive spirit. Amen. Open up your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. Let's look at the Word of God together. We'll just start. We're going to start reading in verse number one. We're just going to teach this as the Spirit of God puts it on our heart. First Kings chapter nineteen. If you're there, say Amen. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. You know, when you and I, when we start walking with the Lord and we start obeying the the leadership of the uh, of the Lord in our lives. And we start moving in and taking ground away from the enemy for our Lord and our Savior. Uh, the, the devil and his cohorts, his workers, they don't like it. And, and they're going to they're going to come against you. So here we're looking at a Jezebel spirit and this Jezebel spirit that was a, an actual queen was an actual person at this time. This Jezebel spirit is active in the world tonight. As sure as you and I are here in the presence of each other, in the presence of the Most High God, that Jezebel spirit is at work. And that Jezebel spirit wants to take men and make them into eunuchs. It wants to control and dominate what God would do in and through uh, the body of, uh, of Christ. And, and so uh, one of the main ways that this Jezebel spirit works is to create fear by always painting a picture of what could be or what might be what the enemy would want. But you and I, we don't go by what the enemy says. Come on. We go by what the Lord says. Now notice what it says. Just because, uh, uh, notice that he, that, uh, that Elijah had slain her. She had 450, uh, Baal prophets. She had 400 temple prophets. He slain 850 prophets. All of her prophets were gone. He took their voice away. 
So if if the God of Elijah can take away the voice of Jezebel uh, out in a literal situation in the time of Israel, that voice can be stopped in your head tonight. Amen. It can be stopped in my head tonight, but it can only be stopped by the sword of the Lord. The sword of the Lord is Jesus. Amen. It is the word of God. And so we, you and I, we've got to, we, the only way we can battle uh, every depressive spirit is by the word of God. Verse two, then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And, and that's what the devil wants to do. He wants, when you start obeying the Lord and you start moving in on his territory and you start doing the will of God and you start taking away uh, uh, his servants and you start bringing truth into situations and circumstances, uh, it is, it's destructive. It's death to the, to the one who has brought death and his plan. And he wants to try to paralyze you and I. He wants to to depress us and say, well, what you've done to me, I'm going to do to you. You got to tell him I'm going to live and not die. And I'm going to perform the works of the Lord. I'm going to accomplish what God would have me to do. Now notice what it says in verse three. And he saw that he arose and he went for his life and he came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah. And he left his servant there. Now, this is what you and I've got to do. We, we, we've got to find a place. Uh, and sometimes, you know, we get way out of where God would have us, but it doesn't matter as long as we're going. Uh, uh, even if we take a long way around the mountain, even if we, uh, uh, take a, a stop over and a stay over here and there as long as we're in the place of oath. Beersheba means the well of the oath. Well, you and I, we know that we've got the well of salvation inside of us. And that will of salvation is your assurance that you're born again, that you're a blood-bought, blood-washed child of God, and you're under, you have a covenant. An oath is a covenant. You have a, a, an oath with the Lord. Amen? And so uh, that means that even though you and I may not do things perfectly and we may even yield to what we're feeling or what we're seeing. Can you imagine Elijah here? He just saw the great power of God. He saw far come down from heaven when he rebuilt that altar. And, and, and he saw the enemy and the plan that had been working uh, for three and a half years. He saw it put to naught. But then the words of one Jezebel spirit started working in his life. And tonight, that's where you may be. You may be in a place where you've seen great success, great victory in the Lord, but all of a sudden, there's some kind of spirit that is talking and speaking to you that's trying to discourage you, trying to hold you back, trying to limit you and I. So what we've got to do, we've got to say, wait a minute, I'm, I'm going to make sure that, that I'm in that place. I've got that well in here to draw from. I've got that Beersheba. I've got that oath from the Lord. I've got a covenant. I know he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He'll be with me always. And so I'm going to hold to that. Now notice what it says, verse four. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. That's an interesting study for you to do in, a, in your home study time. And he requested for himself that he might die. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, it is enough now, O Lord, take away my life for I'm not better than my father's. Now, see what the, what this depressive spirit does. It, it gets you and I in a place in a position where we we think that we can do no everlasting, no eternal good. It, it, it gets our focus off of what God wants to do in us and through us and gets our focus 
on us. And when we look on the inside of ourselves, we're going to, uh, all of a sudden, we lift ourselves and our feelings and our understandings and our trial. We lift that up above Jesus. And we're not even looking to what the Lord would have anymore. We're looking to what the devil's trying to show us. Listen, God gave you life. God's your source. God has gave you some promises. God is, uh, has gave you giftings and he's gave you a calling. And, and just like here with Elijah, he wasn't done with Elijah yet. Elijah had some things to do. Elijah had an Elisha to rear up. Come on, every one of us in here, we've got Elishas to rear up and we've got to be in our place and we've got to recognize and realize that no matter how depressive some spirit from the demonic tries to come on us to discourage us, to dissuade us, to cause us to be disillusioned, we say no. We say no in the name of Jesus. Now notice what it says. He says in verse number uh, five, and he lay and slept under a juniper tree. Behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, arise and eat. Aren't you glad that when you're in covenant with the Lord and that you may be uh, out of step in a certain season, you may even be under a tree you shouldn't be under, but you're in that place where that tree, God can take it and he can make it a covering for you and he can bring to you what you need. Come on, he's in a place where he he's went so far in the natural, he can't go any farther. He has nothing to partake of that will sustain him in the natural to get him to where he needs to go. And so God meets him there. Tonight, it may seem like that you can't go one step farther in your faith. You can't go one step farther in the call that God has on you because this spirit says it's impossible that everything around you is looking uh, like it's twisted, looking like it's going to fall out of place and out of shape. You've got to stand in the Lord and know that he will feed you if you're willing to eat. He sent an angel. Come on. God will do what is necessary in your life tonight. He'll do what's necessary in my life to help us get into that place. Verse 6. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake bacon on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink, and he laid down him again. Can you imagine? He had done done the running in the spirit as he had run to Jezreel. And he had run uh, those, uh, depending on how you look at the, the, the map anywhere from 15 to 21 miles. He had done that in the natural and now he's started running in the flesh. And how many knows when the Holy Ghost leaves you and you start running in the flesh, you get tarred quick. And so he is so tired that he partakes of this, this meal that God sent him by the angel and then he goes back out. You know, sometimes uh, you and I, we need to close off our outward senses where we can hear from the Lord on the inside. Because your mind, your body, all of these things, it'll argue with everything that God's trying to do. But when we eat of the Lord and we go to sleep, then all of a sudden, see some of the greatest things the Lord will ever say to you is when you first wake up. Because when you first wake up, your mind, it's still. And all of a sudden your spirit is it's hearing by the what the Spirit of God is saying. And all of a sudden, you, 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 you hear that voice clearly and concisely. And if you'll speak out that word, if you'll hold on to that word right there, that'll be the word that will guide you and direct you. But if we don't do that, when our mind gets in operation, all of a sudden it can quiet and steal what we've heard and we lose it. Amen? But here he, he goes to sleep. And this is a good thing. He goes to sleep and look what happens. Verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And, that, and that's the way it is for you and I. The, 
for the, from now to the coming of the Lord, the journey for us is too great in the natural. And we're going to have to eat spiritually to stay strong in the Lord to fulfill the call that God's got on us and not to become depressed, not to become delusioned in any way. You, you're not to despair. You, you and I, we are a group of blood-bought overcomers. We have a destiny in our life. And so we, we got to be in that place, in that position, and we have to keep feeding on the truth of the Word of God. Verse 8, And he did arose and did eat and drink, and he went in the strength of the meat. How long? Forty days and forty nights under Horeb, the mount of God. Now, when God feeds you, He feeds you with what you need. He gives it to you in the right proportion. Now, this you know what the number 40 in Bible numerics means? It means trials, testing, probation. And, and so, uh, to get Him from one spot of Beersheba to Horeb, uh, to this mount of God, to this place that means uh, in the natural, it means uh, parched. It means it's desolate. But to go where he needed to go, God gave him what he needed. You're going to get to where you need to go, amen? You're going to get to that place, that cave of Christ, that place of covenant, that place where you can get a fresh revelation and you can be empowered, you can be emboldened to do what God would have you to do. Amen? Okay. Verse 9. And he came thither, thither unto a cave, and he lodged there, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and, he, and said unto him, he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? In other words, see, you and I, a lot of times, uh, God gives us something to do, and we complete that task. And what we've got to realize and recognize until God gives us another word, we're to stand in faith. But you see, instead of standing in that place of victory, instead of being in that place uh, of, of seeing God exalted and the altar of God rebuilt and, and, and the rain come, that drought, the drought for hearing the word of God, seeing all of those things stopped, he let this Jezebel spirit get upon him and drive him from that place of victory. See, when you and I are a part of the victory of the Lord, that's where we rest in. That's where we gain strength. That's where we gain knowledge and understanding. But see, the moment that he got in that place where he was going to be empowered and emboldened to take the next step for the Lord, here come this depressive Jezebel spirit that moved him out of that position. And so the first words from the Lord is, hey, I took care of you. I got you to the cave. This cave is a type of the empty tomb of Christ. I got you here. But why are you here? You, you shouldn't even be here, but now that you're here, let's talk about it. And that's what the Holy Ghost is saying to somebody tonight. He wants to talk to you about where you're at, what you're dealing with, what you're going through, and He wants to give you the truth above what you're feeling, above what you're seeing, where you could be emboldened in Him. Amen? Verse um, 10. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. They've thrown down thy altars, slain thy prophets, and with a sword, and I, and even I only am left. And they seek my life to take it away. Verse 11. Sounds like a party for self, doesn't it? And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by with a great strong wind. 
passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So that, that's what we've got to see that, that all of these, these activities that you and I encounter in our life, those are things that want to move us from the external. And, and that's just like how this Jezebel spirit got on him and, and caused him to move from where he needed to be. And, and, and so God is showing him here. He said, doesn't matter what you see or feel on the external, don't let that move you because I'm going to talk to you spirit to spirit. I, I'm going to reveal myself to you. I, I, I'm going to show you who I am, and I, and, and you're going to you're going to be assured. Remember John chapter ten, John ten twenty seven. Jesus said, "My sheep, they know my voice." Aren't you glad of that? He said, "They follow me." He said, "My my." He said, "My sheep, I know them." I, I love that. That's what he said he, in John ten twenty seven. My sheep, I know them. And, and, and that word know, that is the most intimate word. That's the word that you even use of husband and wife. You can't get any more intimate than that. Come on, that, that's how close, that's how you were born again. The Spirit of God come in your spirit. Come on in where there's a recreation there. Isn't that amazing? So Jesus said, I, so he said, I know you. And he said, they will follow me. Come on, we're going to follow the Lord. Amen. And so we've got to be in that place, in that position tonight that we see that if anything else uh, presents itself to us. See, right now there's some things. That, uh, some of you got some questions going on in the back of your mind about you're, you're questioning uh, the devil. This Jezebel spirit is causing you to question what you really believe. Questioning, uh, question you, uh, and trying to move you away from why you've made certain decisions and why you've done certain things. Try to to get you to say, well, you know, uh, uh, I, I think you've misunderstood the word, or if you misinterpreted the word, or or, or you you've thought God has said something that He hasn't said, and all of these things. And you and I've got to step back now. Wait a minute. Is this a fire? Is this an earthquake? Is this a wind? Or is this that still small voice? I, I, I've got to hear tonight by this still small voice. Verse 13. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle. Now, you and I, well, we, we, we need to cover this flesh with the robe of righteousness. We need to cover this flesh uh, by, by that, that, that sealing of the Holy Spirit that we have. You and I, we have been sealed, stamped uh, by the Spirit of the living God. We have been baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit, and we need to cover this flesh up. Don't look at things through your eyes in the natural. Don't listen to things through your ears in the natural. Only uh, listen to that still, small voice that will tell the truth, and that will keep you and I. I was so discouraged two weeks ago. I was trying every way in the world. I was trying to figure out, how did I get out from under this mortgage? I, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, 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 if I can get out from this mortgage, I, I'm, I, they can have it. Do whatever they want to. Because they ain't nobody listening anyway. They don't nobody understand what I'm trying to say. And so I battled, I struggled, and I wanted to get, kick and scream all the way, but God helped me keep my mouth shut. Because see, feelings will destroy you. Feelings will take you completely away from God's best. 
It will stop what God's trying to work in your life. And you've got to say no to those things and you've got to be in that place where you, you hear what God is saying. Amen? And it was so that when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and he went out and he stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? Now here's why, what's so important. You and I, we need to come to the, that empty tomb of Christ. And we need to look into that tomb. But we don't need to stay there. Remember, um, John outrun Peter to the tomb. But John, kind of like me, more timid, he just looked in. Peter just just ran boldly right in because that's Peter's personality, and and, and then he, they looked and they they saw the grave clothes and all of those things, and then it said when Peter when when John walked out he believed. That's what you and I've got to do. We've got to look at the tomb, meet Christ at the cave, but then we need to leave the cave and we need to come back to the throne. There's no reason for you and I to be at the cave anymore. There's no reason for us to be at the tomb. We know the tomb is empty. And so if the tomb is empty, that means Jesus is on the throne. And if Jesus is on the throne, Jezebel and their spirit is defeated. Amen. Defeated completely and totally. Verse 14. And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. They've thrown down thy altars, slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even only I, am left and they seek my life to take it away. Verse 15. There's that pity party again. And, and the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Haziel king over Syria. Now think about this. This is amazing. God, God says, the, the Jezebel spirit said that you were going to die. I've got something for you to do. Not only have I got something for you to do, I've got something that's impossible. I want you to go and anoint a heathen nation, my king over them. Wow! What's at the top in the shadow? You and I, we can bring Jesus to a heathen world and we can allow them to receive him as Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He can be the anointed king over a heathen nation. Come on over this world that's going to hell in a handbasket. Without him, they can have a destiny of heaven forever and ever and ever. So you've got a destiny. I've got something to do. Don't let this depressive, uh, demonic spirit uh, try to take away your joy, try to take away your direction. Uh, it's just a deflection. That's all it is. And so hold on to the hand of God. Uh, he said, verse 16, And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, thou shalt anoint to be king over Israel. Come on. He Now, so... I, I, I don't want to get too deep in this, but I want you to see uh, the level of what God has for us to do. You and I, we're, we've just scratched the surface. There, there's more and more that he wants us to do. So the third thing was, and Elisha, the son of Shaphat, uh, of Abiblahola, thou shalt anoint to be prophet in thy room. In other words, he said, I want you to raise up somebody like you, but I want you to raise them up in a way that they can do twice as much as you did. Come on, that takes care of this defeated mentality, this defeated spirit, 
You and I, we're going to be able to do what God would have us to do. And we're going to impart God's grace, God's wisdom, God's power into somebody else. And when they receive it and take hold of it, as long as the Lord tarries, they can do the work and the will of the Lord. Amen. Isn't that amazing? We don't have time to be depressed. We don't have time to be discouraged. We've got to be about our master's business. We've got to do what God would have us to do. Verse 17, And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Haziel shall Jehu slay, and him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Come on. In other words, there, there, there's going to be such an anointing because uh, uh, Elijah is going to be in that place to pass on the will and the plan of God that the, the, the sword that was going to kill him is going to kill the enemy. Oh, you need to receive that tonight. That what the devil had planned against Elijah through Jezebel, it come threefold out of Elijah by God against the enemy. So tonight you need to stand up and whatever is going on in your life, whatever is happening in your mind, what's coming against the Spirit of God in your spirit, you tell that Jezebel spirit, I've got a threefold promise. I'm just getting started in the will and the work and the way of the Lord, and it's going to come to pass. Amen? You've got to believe it. You've got to grab it for yourself. Nobody else can give it to you. Nobody else can help you with it. You've got to make the choice. God gives us free will and liberty to do it. Look what he said. Uh, verse 18, this is God's promise. This will help you and I. And yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed, uh, bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. So, see, a lot of times you and I, we think we're all alone. We think nobody uh, else is doing the will and the work of the Lord. Nobody else is understanding what's happening. But God said, Elijah, I've got a complete number of people that's going to get the job done. That's what number seven, that's what it means, a complete number. So every generation that the Lord has come against the Jezebel spirit, that's come against all of these lying spirits and the work of the enemy, God's always got a perfect number. You've got to believe, i got to believe, and we got to say, I'm a part of the perfect number. Because it's not perfect if you're not there. Come on, you've got to be in your place, in your position, and everything will work. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now I want, you, I, I want you to be bold. I want you to, to, to come up here and I, I want us to pray together. And we're going to look into the, this cave just like Elijah did. And we're going to see that that cave, that type of that uh, place of Christ's burial, that, that it's empty. Christ is resurrected. And you're going to hear from the Lord tonight. And when you hear from the Lord, you're going to stand up in a new anointing because you've got to have the anointing of the Lord to do what he wants you to do. Amen. And you're going to do it in Jesus' name. So come, with, come, with, and let, let's 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 just step out in faith. Let's yield to the Spirit of God. There's at least three of you, and there may be more. I don't know, but we need to do what God would have us to do in the name of Jesus. I realize now why everything has happened up to this point. God's going to do a work. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory be to God.